Welcome to the Small Biz Buzz, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the unsung heroes of the business world, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. In each episode, we'll dive into the trials, triumphs, and innovative solutions that drive these small ventures to success. Get ready for a dose of inspiration and insights as we shine a spotlight on the incredible individuals shaping the future, one small business at a time. All right, welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Buzz. I'm your host, Michael Carter, with my co-host, Billy. Billy, how are you today? Hey, Mike. Having a great day. How about you? Great day, and even better now. Um, Billy, let me ask you something. You like pizza? I love pizza. Of course you do. We have a very special guest today. So everyone, fire up your taste buds and get ready for a saucy, cheesy, and utterly delicious episode of the Small Biz Buzz. Today we have a guest who knows a thing or two about transforming through sauce, toppings, and making the mouth-watering masterpieces that leave you craving for just one more slice. It is the culinary maestro and owner behind Brooklyn Pizza, Filippo Sparazio. How are you, man? Good. How you doing, everybody? Thrilled to have you on. We uh, definitely want to hear your story, man. You got a great thing going. So tell us a little bit about Brooklyn Pizza. First of all, thank you for having me here today. Let me tell you a little bit about us, Brooklyn Pizza. Brooklyn Pizza started back in 2018. I took over uh, South Pizza in Anaheim Heights, New Jersey, right on King's Highway. The guy wanted to move on, wanted to sell the business. Checked him out. I uh, fell in love with the neighborhood. And I said, uh, you know what? I think this would be a nice business for my family and I. I went in there, got to know the neighborhood, uh, started working my magic, sweet few recipes around. People started to love my pizzas, developed a great relationship with a lot of customers. And uh, about a year down the road, I decided to uh, establish my own brand. And we decided to go with the Brooklyn Original Pizzeria after the signature pie that back then was on South Pizza's menu, which was the Brooklyn Square, which is also known as the Grandma Pie. It's a thin square. It's got fresh mozzarella, olive oil, basil. Everybody makes it a little different. When I got there, I tweaked it around to my likings, and it became the most popular pie in our menu. It became the talk of the town. So that's how Brooklyn Original Pizzeria started. That's great, man. And yeah, we love it. Five pizza places right around us. We go to yours every time. You're 25 minutes away, but it's uh, worth the trip, man. Thank so you, my friend. Great we work. appreciate your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, we, we deal with a lot of pizzerias, right? We talk to a lot of pizzeria owners. Something about you and your craft uh, makes it stand out. You're not your traditional pizza parlor where you're just throwing toppings in a pie and, and sending out the door. What makes your pies different? Well, what makes my pie different, Billy, is the fact that I love pizza. I love everything about pizza. Pizza's my life. You know what I mean? I love what I do, man. And when you love what you do, you can't go wrong. And first of all, I feel like even though I've been in a business since 98, when I first came to this country, I was 10 years old, working in family businesses, and then obviously became a full-time job. You never stop learning. Anybody who thinks they know it all is a fool. You know what I mean? You never stop learning. And whether it's from myself I learn from my mistakes sometimes, make a mistake, all right, so I made a mistake, that went wrong, how could I do it better? There's always room to grow, and thank God our product speaks for itself, just like you said, we're not your typical pizzeria who just goes by whatever you learn for the guy you used to work for, you work for the guy for a couple of years, you save some money, whatever, now you open up a pizzeria, you're doing the same stupid thing he was doing, large pepperoni, large sausage, extra cheese, mushroom, whatever, and everybody... For the longest time when I came in this country, everybody drills in your head, oh, you got to go to college, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. Well, another thing that everybody always talks about, location, 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 location. And sometimes people, they got that stuck in their head, and they end up going somewhere where they pay so much money for, for rent. You know what I mean? Then at the end of the month, sometimes they can't make ends meet. 
And one of the things that I learned from myself from Brooklyn Original Pizzeria in Anaheim Heights, New Jersey on King's Highway, thank, thank to all my customers, that when you put out a good product, you don't have to go somewhere and pay $10,000 rent. You got people sometimes telling me, friends, family, whatever it is, you know what I mean, uh, that you're around, oh, well, you're in a great neighborhood, you're in a great location. Yes, Adam Heights is a, is a nice neighborhood, but if you really think about it, I don't even have park. And it's a nice feeling sometimes to see when people come and pick up their pizza. You feel It's almost like you think you're back in Brooklyn, New York, where people double park just to come and get your pizza. But where I'm getting at is, like on weekends, I'm the only store open in my little plaza that I'm in. So it's not always about location, location, location. When you put out a good product, especially now in 2023 with a convenience of social media and everything else, people find you, people hear about you, and they're going to give you a try. If you're good, they're coming back. If your pizza's not good, then it is what it is. Now, you said you, you started at 10 years old when you came back to this country. Is that when you first fell in love with it? Yeah, when I came to this country at 10 years old, we lived in Brooklyn for a couple months. Uh and we would come over here in Jersey and uh, visit some family members that, uh, like my father's cousins, one of my uncles was working at pizzeria, and on Saturdays and Sundays, because we would go to school during the week, but weekends, we would always make a weekend trip out of it. And I would see these guys. To me, they look like superheroes, man. Like, I'm like, wow, I want to be like that guy when I grow up. What's the most admirable trait I think I see through you is that you are a family man first. You come from an amazing family. You know, I know your parents, and I know your uncles, and... Everyone is in the business. So you have the support structure there. How hard was it getting out on your own and maybe going against the grain or going against things that maybe they taught you over the years? Well, it is what it is. At one point or another, I actually worked for most of my family throughout my uh, teenage years growing up. At one point when I was 19, 20, I actually got out. I wanted to get out the show because, like I said, I really loved this business at a young age. I just didn't want to know what my family told me. I still wanted to go out there and experience different styles, the way people worked in the pizza industry, the way different people managed their business, and that's what I did. I did that for over a decade. But one thing I could proudly say at Brooklyn Original Pizzeria, 90% of the things I do are things that I kind of taught myself from seeing, I guess, other people's mistakes. One of my number one things when I got here I want to be known for quality. Like I, I say, the quality, when it comes to food, you got to give out quality. There's not such thing as the best. There's good pizza and there's shitty pizza. But if you want to serve a good pizza, you got to give out a good quality. And treat the customers the way you want to be treated when you go somewhere. You know what I mean? That's also very important. When Billy comes in, how you doing, Billy? How you doing, Mike? Approach the customers, say hello. You know what I mean? Don't just have the customers stay in there. I always make sure I tell my staff that. And that goes a long way. But when you treat a customer right between a good quality product and good service, you got a customer for life. Yeah, you're building up that customer loyalty. And I think you nailed it. Me and my wife went in one time, and I didn't know you or your wife at the time. And your wife came up to us. How is everything? She was very personable. And you don't get that at pizza shops. I mean, they give you your slice, and off you go. So that's definitely a, a differentiator that you offer that other pizza places don't. So kudos to you. So how do you juggle being the family man and the business owner? Because your whole family works with you. You got all your little soldiers at the front. I love it. When I come in there and I see your daughter, your son, your wife, your sister, how do you juggle that? When there's a will, there's a way. And you learn to balance things. You learn to make it work. Thank God, like I said, right now I'm blessed. I got a staff around me that I could trust. They do their job right. 
I got my sister with me that she's also a big part of the business. She takes care of the front of the house. I got a good pizza guy in the back. At the end of the day, you learn how to balance things. A little bit of work, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Try to make everybody happy. Love it. Yeah. Um, regarding your staff, um, they seem pretty well orchestrated. You go in there, there's a lot of people that are moving, but it's everything seems organized. How do you manage that? What kind of systems do you put in place to make sure everything runs smoothly? For me to tell you something, how to do it, Mike, I got to make sure I know how to do it myself. <laughs> so these guys, when we when we they come in, whether they have experience or not, we show them to do things the way we do it. You know what I mean? Uh, every own little pizzeria, restaurant, they have their own little ways of doing things. But we show them the right way, the way we like things to be done at Brooklyn Original Pizzeria. They're good ones. They learn. They stick around. When you get a knucklehead in there that wants to do things this way, usually doesn't stick around. But like yeah. I said, we have a training system, whether it's a delivery guy, for example. Sometimes they look at us like we, we got 10 heads or something on the first day there. Say, well, we're going to... What you're going to do today is you're going to go on one or two deliveries with Bill, and we're going to show you the way we deliver pizza to a customer's house. You know what I mean? You walk up to the door, hello, how are you, how you doing? Make sure he signs the credit card receipt, whatever whatever, whatever it is. Stupid little things that maybe you didn't do at your other job. You know what I mean? And I feel in life, no matter what it is that you do, when you show somebody something the proper way, whether it's I'm showing you how to wash dishes or I'm showing you how to grate cheese, or deliver pizza, or helping a customer. If I showed you once or twice the perfect way how to take care of a customer or make a pizza, whatever it is, you can never say, oh, well, nobody showed me because I did train you when you started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if you didn't pay attention, that's a different story. Yeah. You're leading by example, too. Yeah, leading yeah. by example. That's what it comes down to. And one of my biggest things is, and I teach that to my staff, this, this podcast right today, it's about uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of family also. Hold yourself accountable for mistakes. When you make a mistake, us as far as human beings, you got to realize the mistake you make and make it right. And mistakes can happen. I know that. I make yeah. mistakes. We all make mistakes. But when you make a mistake, make it right. I show up to your house. I forgot your bottle of soda. We deliver. We have a five-mile radius. So don't drive back all the way to the pizzeria. To Go across the street. Go to the nearest convenience store, Wawa, whatever it is. Grab that soda and bring it to Mike. Because obviously Mike wants to drink his soda with his pizza. If Mike's yeah. got to wait on you by the time you drive back to the pizzeria and bring back the soda back to his house, he choked on his pizza already. It just doesn't <laughs> make right. no difference. Yeah. It just knows, you know what I mean? Sometimes put yourself in a customer's shoes. And you hold high standards, which is across the board. And, and I think that's so important, to especially teach the young generation in any business or any, any line of work is hold high standards, right? Being that you started your business pre-COVID, about two years prior, what were some of the challenges you had before COVID? We all know the challenges that restaurants and businesses had during COVID. What were some of the challenges that you had your, your first, let's say, couple months or year? Pre-pandemic, I was doing everything I could to grow the business. But one of my things that I was limited is like, you want to go to war, but you don't have enough soldiers. You understand? So it was, like, it, it was like the manpower wasn't there. They were kicking my ass on Friday nights. I was making pizzas. Sometimes had to answer the phone, cash customers out, run to the grill, make a cheesesteaks. And anybody knows the business that they know. No matter how good you are, there's only so much you could do because the manpower wasn't there. But thank God, like I said, I feel very happy and blessed the place where we at today, in 20, at the end of 2023. Things went back to normal. So notice you have some challenges. Did you ever feel like at one point you weren't going to make it? No, never. Never. Done. You know what I mean? The, yeah. it, 
I definitely always felt positive. I always had a vision. I always knew the place was going to do well. Everybody looks at life different, but I, I know there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to struggle a little bit. The plan for Brooklyn, right? Is there a plan to continue to grow the one location? Do you have plans on maybe another location or another model? What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? I get this question asked at least once a day, every day. And yes, I would love to open up down the road another Brooklyn pizzeria and expand the brand. But like I said, to me, it's all about quality. If I find somebody that wants it as bad as me and wants to be a partner, I got no problem investing the money. You work, we'll pay the bills at the end of the week. You know what I mean? Whatever profit the business makes, we can share it. It doesn't have to be Filippo, Filippo, Filippo. He's eating out of every Brooklyn pizza. No. But my thing when it comes down to it, like I said, it's got to be somebody who I know is willing to do the sacrifice that I did. Go over there and open up every day of the week. You know what I mean? Be there 12 hours a day. Create the business. Obviously, I would be there in and out. But no matter what, Brooklyn Pizza Adam Heights is who made me. So I'll never forget about that. You know what I mean? I always got to make sure I take care of my baby in Anna Heights. And when I start finding people that want it as bad as I did, then we can start opening up another location in Collingswood or Cherry Hill, Marlton, whatever it is. But I can't worry about a second location if the right person is not there. So I want to focus on the pizza. You mentioned new creations. Um, yeah, I see on your Instagram, you're always coming up with new uh, pies. Explain a little bit of your, your inspiration for a new pie and how do you come about it? I treat every one of my pizzas... Like a chef treats his dishes. You go to a kitchen, and the guy, whatever kitchen it is, every dish gets something different. You have a, a dish that might come out a little bit of, with a little bit of saltiness. Like, for example, chicken marsala, you cook it with a marsala wine. You, you make a chicken franchise with a white wine. Each one of my pizzas, I treat it like a dish, like a chef does. For example, our Brooklyn pie, which is our signature pizza, Comes out of the oven. It's a thin square. with. Uh, it's got a perfect blend of uh, mozzarella cheese, fresh mozzarella, marinara sauce, olive oil, basil, and Italian oregano. Then I want to talk about two of our other most popular pies that we created, the Drunken Grandma. Drunken Grandma is a, a grandma pie that's made with vodka sauce. Vodka sauce is a creamy sauce. So you don't want to put oregano on a vodka sauce because vodka sauce is a sweet sauce. You don't put olive oil on top of uh, heavy cream. And sometimes when I get new pizza guys, they don't understand that. They don't understand, oh, why you put olive oil on that one? Because why would you put olive oil on top of the heavy cream? You understand? That's what separates us from everybody else. You have to understand your ingredients. Exactly. Or the honeymoon. The honeymoon is one of our most popular pizza that's made with pepperoni, fresh sausage, and Mike's out honey. You put oregano on top of honey or Parmesan cheese with saltiness, it's going to take all the flavor away from the honey. So it's all about understanding the ingredients you're working with and coming out with the right combination and trying to figure out what your customers like. Now, you were a student of the game for over 10 years, you said, right? You were shadowing other businesses, business owners, family members. Would you say that's a very big contributing factor to your success today? Yes, it was. Like I said, I, I got out of the family show at a young age and I went out there. I worked at uh, some very busy pizzerias all over. And uh, you always learn something from somebody. You never stop learning. You learn the way they they work or the way they manage their their staff, their business, whatever it is that they do. You always learn something here and there. And sometimes you can also learn from people's mistakes. Well, that guy did that wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. Do you preach that to, to your kids to, to be students in anything they do? Yes. Let me tell you something. The fact that you say kids. I got my daughter 
my kids, they're all involved in a, in a pizzeria. Uh, I got my son, my oldest. He's uh, 19 years old, Liam. I got my daughter, Maria. She's uh, 12, going on 20. Mm-hmm. She's the best. Yeah, I got my son. He He's all over the place. Giuseppe, he, he wants to be a one day, wants to be a rapper. One day, wants to be a football <laughs> player. He's a great kid. He's, he's active. You know what I mean? Very smart boy. Then I got my little one, and she gets away with everything. But the one who's most most involved with the business is my daughter Maria. That her work ethics that she developed in the last couple of years is crazy. And something that made me very proud a couple of days ago. I had this Italian guy that when he comes in, helps out sometimes, he's all over the place. You you think he's doing a thousand things, but he's really not doing anything. <laughs> so he was taking pizzas out of the oven. You know what my twelve year old daughter said to him? He took out a tomato pie and it wasn't crispy like we usually make. She said, uh, Antonio, you mind putting this pizza back in the oven, please? Because wow. she's the one who cuts them and sends them out. And a couple of days ago, he came and got his pay, and he was telling me, he said, listen, he says, I've never seen a 12-year-old like that wow. in, in my life. Damn. He says, you know your sister said to me? Uh, I'm sorry, your daughter, can you please put this pizza back in the oven? It's not cooked right. You're raising them wow. right. You're teaching them right. Wow. There you go, man. That's yeah. a story you'll never she, forget. She, a 12 year old told her. You know what I mean? It's, not, it's really got nothing to do with the age, but yeah. when it comes down to, she knew that pie better than he did. Standards. Exactly. He kept the standards high, and look exactly. what he's doing. That's amazing. It is. So, how did you get the word out for Brooklyn Pizza? Like you mentioned, it was kind of challenging in the beginning. So, what were your marketing tactics besides well, making great pizza? It was probably the best one, right? The challenging was finding employees. But as far as getting the name out there, like I said, thank God that that part, be honest with you, was easy. The product spoke for itself. And every time I would take care of Billy, next thing I know, five more customers came back, told me, Billy sent me here, word of mouth. And the same thing happened with Mike when I took care of Mike. You know what I mean? Just It's a beautiful thing. Be honest with you, there's a nice percentage of my customers. I can't really give you a straight number. That we have each other's cell phone numbers. You know what I mean? We we can hang out and have, smoke a cigar, have a drink. It's that kind of relationship, you know? You know what I mean? It, it's a beautiful thing. Their support and the way they appreciate what we do. Yeah, you're definitely a staple in Haddonfield, for sure. You, you know what I mean? And uh, In a short amount of time. I mean, let's face yeah. it, five years in the in no. the business world, restaurant world, is not a long time. Yeah. Yes. Thank God, you know what I mean? Today's social media does help a lot. We also got a couple of words that got our name out there. Also, um, I got my buddy... Uh, Matt with a NJ Penn. I don't know if you guys heard of NJ Penn. He does a lot of journal for Camden County. Okay. He did a beautiful article on us back in 2019 that brought in a lot of customers. Uh, like I said, then Pete Genovese came, voted us uh, top 20 pizzerias in New Jersey. Several awards over the last yeah. five years that puts your name out there. And a whole bunch of athletes. I see yeah. those pictures. You got the Flacco, Trey Turner, right, man? So if athletes are going there for the pizza, you know it's good. What's funny is one day I actually took care of Bryce Harper myself. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, they probably like that the most when they go somewhere. Yeah. They're not that? Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. That's, That's funny. funny. So um, for anyone starting their own pizza restaurant, what advice would you give them? Me personally, I got I to gotta say anything that you do, whether it's pizza or anything, don't just get in it for the money. Make sure you're actually doing something that you can picture yourself doing every day, you like to do. Then everything else comes easy. But if you do like the pizza business and you want to go and start your own business, just do things the right way. Serve a good quality product. Treat customers right. And nine times out of ten, you'll be successful. I, I just there's, there's no failure when you put out a good product and you treat customers right. Yeah, you nailed it. That's the, the formula, but it's crazy how so many people don't follow that, right? I yeah. Mean, and I mean, obviously do.
So is, is there anything that happened as you were coming up that at the time you thought was a failure, but looking back and it was a blessing? In 2021, the beginning of 2021, when we closed the kitchen, it was the best decision that needed to be made. I mean, then, then you look back on it and you say, should I just kept cheesesteaks only, hoagies only, but whatever was done is done. At that point, I decided to just close the kitchen. And now, after I did it, a little bit at a time, a couple of years later, that I brought back a few items. It's not the same menu as your average pizzeria. We, you have, we have about six, seven paninis, about four or five salads, and like two or three pasta dishes that everybody loves. And it's so much easier to work now than it was a couple of years ago. So I, I think that's when you ask me things that I did that I thought was a failure, that I'm happy that I did, that, that's probably the biggest one. That sometime in life, everything happens for a reason. You said you're always learning. You're always a student. Do you attend events, shows, expos uh, to learn, to better learn the craft and the product? I attend a couple of shows here and there. Sometimes I like to attend things that I really think that I'm going to benefit and learn from. Not shows that I know somebody's trying to sell me something. What are some of the recent shows? I think I saw you in Wisconsin back a year or two ago. Yeah, it was uh, very nice. I was grateful that uh, Grande Cheese, they invited us out there. There was about 16 uh, customers they have all over the country. We, I brought my cousin with me. I was one of the 16s. And uh, it was a great time. It was a great time. I came back very motivated from that show. I met a couple of very cool people, older guys, you know what I mean, that I uh, connected with. we still friends up to this day. It was uh, very nice to be part of. For example, there's one guy that I met. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Spider-Man 2, Joe's Pizza. They did a, like a mm-hmm. little movie scene, Joe's Pizza in Times Square in New York. And I was saying to myself, this guy now, he moved out of New York. He's in California. And he's got a 600-square-foot place. And guess what? When we're all complaining about, sometimes we complain about our 1,200-square-foot pizzerias or whatever it is. This guy got 600-square-foot place. That he does very well business. He's very busy. And still figure out a way to put six tables in his little area where people can sit down and eat pizza. So that's what I said to myself when I came back home. I got to open up that, that dining room back up. If he can make it work with 600, I can make it work with 2,000 yep. square feet. Yep. And everybody was amazed how, because it was all full of pizza boxes and flour and so, uh, cases of sauce, how one day everything was there. Within a couple of days later, the tables were in the dining room. So listen, when there's a will, there's a way. Well, think about those two days away or whatever it was. You said you came back so motivated. You know, I, I think every business owner needs to find that reset button, uh, not just a day off, but a, a somewhere you can get inspired, meet people in your industry and just learn from somebody else and be like, wait a minute, why can't I do that? Or why can't I do that better? So that's awesome. Yeah. I think one of the biggest thing that it's very hard that you find somebody that is willing to learn from somebody else. Usually people, for some reason, us human nature, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from. Jealousy is a very big thing. When I see somebody that's successful, obviously I'm in the pizza industry. So that's the kind of people I look up to. I can't look up to Michael Jordan because I'm not a basketball player. But if I was, I want to be like him, if not better than him. Yep. I mean, the closest thing to him, whatever they can, whatever, or you want to be the be- the best baseball player, whatever it is. And those people, there's a reason why they got there. It, ju- it doesn't just happen by mistake. Success doesn't just happen. The only thing that I believe in luck is when you go to a casino, you 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 make you win some money, or you play poker, or you win the lottery. That's luck. But when you somebody who paved the way, whether they're in the 
construction business, pizza business, or a Rama digital design who's busting his ass 24-7, trying to make all his customers happy, answering every phone call, Billy's one call away. That doesn't just happen. Billy was there for you. And the same thing with the pizza business. When you look at these guys, like, for example, your father-in-law, who, you know what I mean, is somebody else that I look up to. The guy's been in business 50 years. All his pizzerias have been successful pizzerias. The guy... You walk in there, he makes you fall in love with him. Things like that doesn't just happen. It doesn't happen by mistake. There's reasons why things happen. There should be a class on people learning how to look up to certain people or that pizzeria, that restaurant. What are they doing for them to be so successful? What 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 am I not doing that they doing? You know what I mean? How do they get there? Let me learn from them. Oh, if I work for a guy and the pizzeria is very busy, first thing, oh, I'm, on, I'm getting underpaid. Oh, my boss is an asshole. Nah, if your boss is successful, thank God, for the most part, everybody I worked for, they took care of me. Unfortunately, there's only there's a limit that you, once you get there, that you can only get paid so much. You know what I mean? The guy is not going to make you a partner. Sometimes what I'm looking for, that's the only thing that I was kind of hurt by in a certain way. I would give my bosses 200%. And I would go in there. Most of my jobs were at least half hour or more from my house. I would travel. The last job I had before I took my business over, I would travel an hour in the morning, an hour at night. If I ever had somebody like that and he shows up every day and busts his ass on holidays, Christmas Eve, I'd be the last one to leave. And everybody else lived around the corner. I lived an hour away. I always treated the business like it was mine. So one thing that I think they should have did that they never did, instead of looking at me as an employee, they should have looked at me as a partner. Hopefully one of these days I bump to somebody like that who loves it as much as I do and we can make this thing grow. But it's all about how bad do you really want it. And this applies across all businesses, all all walks of life. I mean, the formula is there, right? You, you have to be a good student uh, before you can be a good teacher. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta fall in love with it. And I and I think everything in life, no matter whether it's husband and wife, father and son, uh, friendship, it's always a two way street. It's respect, mutual respect. You understand? For example, you go work for somebody. Obviously, I need a check at the end of the week so I can pay my bills. But you need me to show up for me to perform for you, so you can make these pizzas or whatever it is that I do for you. You understand what I'm saying? It's always a two way street. So let's say, for example, right now, thank God, I'm in a position that I can invest. And somebody that says, you know what, I want to open up a Brooklyn pizza in Marlton. I want to open up a Brooklyn pizza in Cherry Hill. Let's do it together. So you give me the time that you're going to go in there and put in 60, 70 hours a week. Let's take this place off the ground. Let's make it successful. Then maybe you could take a little bit of time off later on. I invest if you give me the time. It's like, this is what I got. This is what you got. We meet halfway. And back 10 years ago... I wish somebody would give me that opportunity, but that opportunity wasn't there. You know what I mean? It's like somebody that sometimes there's this saying in Italy that God gives the bread to people that have, don't have no teeth, so they can't chew it. It didn't set you back. It made you who you are today. Yeah, right? you're right. right? Everything but happens what, I, what I'm saying, the fact that you asked me the question, I forgot exactly what you asked about 10 minutes ago. All of that led to this as far as learning from other yep. people. Sometimes you see people, what they do. At the end of the day, we all look at things different. You know I mean, we all have our own vision. So you've had Brooklyn Pizza now five, six years? Five years. Five years. Do you uh, do you have an exit plan? No, nah, not yet. Yeah. Nah, no exit plan. Just keep on, keep on running that turnpike for now. <laughs> <laughs> Advice to your younger self, right? What would you What would you tell Filippo at twelve years old? The only regret that I really have, not really a regret, but whatever is done is done. I started my family at a very young age. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, I would have waited a couple more years. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was times when I was putting in 70, 80 hours a week and my kids were born. I'll be at the hospital the day they were born. And then the next day I'll be back at work. So in a position that I'm in right now, I would have loved to have a couple little ones right now that I could actually spend more time with them. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I'm blessed. They come to the pizzeria. They, they, they're around me all the time. I spend a nice amount of time with them. But that's the only thing that I would really do different. Yeah. You got to make those sacrifices. Maybe it's a regret, but everyone I talked to as a business, they had to give something up early on, right? To get to where their business is now. It's tough. No one has a clear yeah. path. No yeah. one has an easy, easy lane. Yeah. One thing that uh, a lot of people don't understand is, I mean, that I'm proud that I did it. Just like everything else, you got to, I mean, you want to go out and party at nighttime, we'll have a drink, whatever. But especially if you're not going if you don't, your plan is not to become somebody like a doctor or a lawyer or a judge. One of those things that you really have to go to school for a certain amount of years in order for you to do that. When you come to the conclusion that that's not for you and you want to be somebody who works with their hands, or whatever it is, or maybe you don't even need college to do that, you gotta, you do have to put your time in at a, at a young age. Because if you want to be some asshole partying around throughout all your 20s, and then next thing you know, life hits you. And you have a wife, you have kids, whatever. And then you start living paycheck to paycheck. Don't start blaming everybody else around you or this, then the other. Because you wanted a party back then. You know what I mean? I, I see a lot of kids nowadays that this is what they want to do. Oh, I don't have no family. Why? I got to work so many, so many hours a week. All right. Well, you're going to learn the hard way. Yeah. yeah. You, either, you either pay the interest up front or you pay it yeah, later. Exactly. Yeah. What is your secret to making the perfect pizza dough and sauce? What is the secret? Yeah. Is there a secret or advice? Yeah. I mean, just use good ingredients. I'll tell you. Because you your your crust, I mean, it's all amazing, but the crust stands out. Because yeah. I go to any other pizza place, and that's the first thing I was like, the crust sucks. But yours got flavor, man. Yeah, well, you gotta, you, you, know, you know, what I mean, the character. It's like the character comes out of the dough. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you let it ferment the right way, basically use like I, I keep on telling you, use good ingredients. A lot of places for they put a lot of sugar in their dough. Do you know that. I mean? yeah, so sugar, what does sugar do? Sugar gives you a color like a cookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Makes it caramelized. Yeah. But guess what? Growing up in the pizzerias and nine out of ten guys that I worked for, they all do the same thing. They put sugar in their dough and they put sugar in their sauce. That's why when you say mm-hmm. you just told me, a lot of pizzerias you go to, if you really think about it, the pizza tastes the same. Because it's like the yeah. the recipe is very similar from one guy to another, believe me. And I work for, you know what I mean? I'm from southern Italy, Sicily. I work for all different kinds of people, Sicilian, uh, people from Naples, people from Bari, Calabria. For the most part, nine times out of ten, their recipe are very, very close. And one thing that I wanted to do is when I created my business, my pizzeria, I want to give you the most authentic Italian pizza, in a, I guess in an American version, if that makes any yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Because it's baked in a gas-fired oven. But the tomatoes we use, we don't put no, my tomato sauce, we don't put no sugar in that either. It's very natural. Plum tomatoes, a little bit of olive oil, salt, and basil. That's it. You know what I mean? But you got guys that will throw 10 different ingredients on there. So when you bite into it, you're not really appreciating yeah. the tomatoes. When you ask me what makes your pizza taste different, you just want to bring out the natural flavor. Is there a pizzeria you, you enjoy going to that's not yours? One of my favorite pizzas in South Jersey that I enjoy going to is uh, Brickos in Westmont. The guy, he's a, uh, forget about it. That's a that's a that's a guy right there that I look up to. The the guy, he's basically just like me. He's older than me. I look up to him. You know what I mean? The guy's 
basically we have beautiful conversation about pizza. He doesn't sleep at night thinking, how can I make a better pizza tomorrow? And whenever I don't feel like eating my pizza, usually on mid-afternoons, I take a drive around the corner, I go sit down, I go enjoy his coal fire pizza. Yeah. You're never too old to look up to someone, huh? Nah. No. You mentioned you get your water from Wisconsin? No, no, our cheese. Our, your cheese. Okay, you get the cheese. Gra- like, oh, wow. Grande cheese. Oh, shit, okay. What about uh, your tomatoes, Jersey, or? Tomatoes, I try... For the longest time, I actually used California tomatoes, status loss, that are yeah. very, very good. Recently, like I tell you, because I'm always trying to, oh, well, what can we do to make a better pizza? How can we make it stand out and taste different? So recently, what I started is I do the, that I think is a perfect combination. I do a blend of California tomatoes. They're sweet, and I mix it with Italian tomatoes that have a little bit more acid in it. So when you mix that little bit of acid with the sweetness, it's a beautiful combination. You're awesome, man. You you got this down to a science. This is uh like you said, this is your your passion and clearly showing. Thank you. I don't know if you have the answer to this. Why does old pizza suck outside of the tri-state area? Is it just ingredients? I'm assuming, or do people just have no idea how to cook pizza? I feel like every other state I go to, the pizza's awful. Or we just that spoiled with let me, pizza. Nah, let me tell you something. This is my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. But when you step out of the tri-state area, like you said, to me, just those guys, they don't know what they're doing. They, yeah. they didn't come from a good school of pizza because every ingredient that I buy, it's all for all over the country. It's not because whatever I use, whether it's Alta Cucina, Grande Cheese, whatever it is, Old Trump Flour, Italian Flour, Caputo, whatever it is, they, they these companies, they, it's all for all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like you limit it. We get in this just in a tri-state area. The only thing... That I, I haven't experienced myself, but somebody told me, and it does make sense. It's very hard to make pizza and bagels and stuff like that in Colorado because of the altitude problem. There's people that I used to work for. They used to make a, a great pizza here in Jersey. Their family members went to Florida and opened up a pizzeria in Florida. The pizza was just as good. You understand? Okay. Why? The guy knows pizza. The guy knows yeah. how to make a good pizza. I mean, but you got a guy, you got guys that go to Florida and make a shitty pizza, and they'll tell you, oh, the water is not the same now. <laughs> I'm just going to bring I mean? that up. I always hear yeah. it's the water, right? Yeah. But no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is there a more beloved food in, in this country? Yeah, I don't think so, my no? friend. I don't think so. I mean, there's a reason why I there's think, 50 uh, pizzerias per square mile. When, when I went to Wisconsin, I, I won myself a, a Starbucks gift card. The question was how many... Uh, how many pizzerias is there in uh, America? So I took a wild guess because I know Jersey has about 3,000. And we have 50 states. I mean, I, we have the most in Jersey. But anyway, make long story short, I, I said 75. It was 78,000 pizzerias in America. Wow. Pizza's the best. Yeah. It's always a party. Yeah. One thing that I got to say about pizza is you never get tired of eating it. No. So do you have a, do you have a slice every day? How, how does it of go course. for you? Of course. Yeah, you got to taste, taste it, make taste. sure it's right. Yeah. Especially the plain. You know what I mean? To me, it's very important. Besides the fact that you might look at a pie and crave it, because things could go wrong. You know what I mean? Believe me, there's times that you got to call your flour company. The flour isn't, didn't come in the right way, or it didn't grow the right way, or whatever. You look into that pizza, oh, that's not what the way my pizza is supposed to look like. Or the tomato, maybe, is not what you, what you usually expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's standards out there. So, uh, yeah, first thing I do every morning when I walk in the pizzeria, I try a plain slice. Got to get the basics. The basics, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do people find you, Filippo? How do we find us? You can yeah. uh, 
Google's Brooklyn Original Pizzeria, Facebook, Instagram. All right, man. Well, thanks for having us on. I want to finish the rest of this pizza you got here. Oh, so man. let's uh, let's wrap I'm, it up. I'm, I'm like four slices deep. I'm ready to go another four. <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. All right, guys. Thank you, man. Take awesome. care. Bye-bye. And before we go, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Small Biz Buzz on your favorite podcast platform. By hitting that follow or subscribe button, you'll never miss an episode and stay updated with the latest tips and tricks to elevate your small business game. And also, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the Small Biz Buzz. Lastly, we also want to express our gratitude to all our listeners. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be buzzing with that energy. Your continuous support and feedback keep us motivated to bring you the best content week after week. Take care, everyone.